whether you agree or disagree with someone, like like we talk about all the time, like in the in this country, if you disagree with someone, you automatically hate them. And I'm like, it couldn't be farther from the truth, you know. Like I know a lot of people that disagree with me or I disagree with them, and they're some of my best friends. You know what I mean? Whacking that thing around. Everyone knows in certain looks where I'm throwing the football, you know, and uh, and that's what happened in those first couple days. I mean, when Darren's out there, we get a look. I'm checking play. I'm checking plays to get him the ball, you know. And uh, when he's not out there, I, I'm, it's fun for me and Gru because now I'm checking plays to get someone else a look. Things got testy. Trust me, I've been begging to put him out there so I can catch a touchdown. <laughs> you know, I, I'm like, hey, Marcus, you know, me and Marcus, every time, every time he goes out there and I go to receiver, I'll tell Marcus, like, bro, throw just one time, throw it to me. See what? Don't worry about Gru. I'll talk to him. <laughs> but no, no, I, I love it, man, and I love Marcus. Like, he's awesome. He's good. He's, like I said, I, I told him the other day, I said, I think he runs a 4-3 now. Like, I think he's faster than what he was, you know, coming after he broke his ankle. Just being a little sarcastic and having a little fun here. You just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. Ah, oh, a lot of Raider talk. Car coming back. A lot of things to talk about yesterday. He knows what's going on. He's our new sports program director here at Las Vegas Sports Network at Lotus Broadcasting. You can also hear him 2 to 4 daily on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM and catch his podcast, Locked on Raiders. It's your boy, Q. How are you, Q? I'm doing really well, man. How you guys doing this morning? I'm excited to be on with you guys. Yeah, we're doing well. We're doing well. Uh, what did... What did you take? You know, we asked uh, uh, previously on Derek Carr. He talked about Nassib yesterday. He was going to be asked as the leader of that team what he thought. Uh, what did you take from him? You knew he'd probably be the first player uh, asked about Carl Nassib. Yeah, you know, I think he gave the answer that you kind of expected, and I know he's kind of alluded to it before where he's talking about, yeah, you know, you don't have to agree with everyone's lifestyle. You don't have to agree with everything that – someone says, but you can still be cool with them, you can still work with them, and still have the same common goal, which is ultimately hoisted a Lombardi trophy. I mean, that's basically how Derek Carr summed it up. You heard that in the soundbite, and I mean, we all know where Derek Carr lies. We know his face. We know, uh, you know, er everything that uh, about him off the field uh, as far as, you know, his personality. So uh, I'm sure that it's not the absolute choice that Derek Carr would make, but I I see where he's coming from. Like, hey, I don't care what this guy does. Uh, in his free time outside of the locker room. Uh, his locker's right down from mine. Uh, but, you know, we're going to get together, we're going to work, and we're going to, you know, be the best players we could be with all the ultimate goals. So, you know, I, I just think that it was the basically politically correct answer that Derek Carr gave. It really does feel overall like this has been a non-issue, though, when it comes to the Raiders. I mean, Carl Nassib made his announcement, and that seemed to pretty well be the end of it beyond the support that he got that day. I mean, I think it speaks well to you know 2021 and, and where we are with acceptance of uh, LGBT issues. I agree 100%. Absolutely. And the thing about it, and uh, Ed can tell you as he's out there at training camp as well, um, the guys are, are joking with him. He, they're out there teaching with them. I mean, anytime you see him running a rep and he's talking to the guys, there's no shade being thrown. I mean, it looks like just one of the fellas. It looks like training camp, as usual, is going on, and these guys are all trying to get 1% better each and every day, and, and including Carl Nassib. You know, so that's the one takeaway. And I've, I've paid attention to him, and not even in the reason to see what the reaction is. I've been paying attention to him because – well, he didn't play that well in 2020, so I want to see if he's looking a little fresher, if he's looking a little quicker, if he's looking a little more dynamic. What kind of player can he be? And so, in my mind, that's what I'm paying attention to. And I feel like, and I can say, Granny can correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like that's what everyone's doing, including his teammates, including the coaching staff. 
Oh, I totally agree. I thought he made his announcement. They felt what they felt, and they've moved on. They want to win. They want to get yeah. to the playoffs, and that's how they should be. By the way, they they yeah. need to get to their point where they're back in the postseason, and this should not be an issue at all. I think he'll talk later in the week. He'll talk one time about it. We'll ask questions. That'll be it as it should be. Uh, stay with the position group up front. Jared McCoy comes in. We talked about it earlier, Q. I, there's, I, in our opinion, there's no downside to this. If We don't know if he's going to be like he was. That was a hard injury he had last year, but don't you have to take a look here? I mean, if the guy's 75% of what he's been, it's probably an upgrade. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's so funny. There was a lot of reaction to the signing yesterday, especially on Radio Nation Radio 920, where, well, how come they got rid of Mo Hurst? Well, what did you think you were getting in Solomon Thomas? And, oh, there's the Raiders making another mistake. And I said, whoa, hold on. Pump the brakes. It's August 4th, and now it's August 5th. <laughs> this is when you want them to try things out, right? You don't, you don't want them to be in week four of the season and say, hey, this isn't working. Let's go see what best free agent is out there available because at that point, it's too late. This is when you put the pieces of the puzzle together. And I really broke it down. I thought it was a pretty good description, and maybe I'm just giving myself too much credit, but I looked at it as a puzzle. You know, one of the big puzzles that you have in the box, and you look at the box and you see what the, what the picture is supposed to be, and then you know you have about 90 or 95 pieces that you got to figure out how they all fit together to form that puzzle. That's what they're doing right now. So if Solomon Thomas isn't cutting it, fine. If Gerald McCoy, maybe he can come in and provide some competition, great. But it's better to find out now in August when the games don't matter and they haven't even hit the field for a preseason game yet than it would be week five when you're playing the Chicago Bears. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's much better to, to, you know, do trial and error now than it would be in the regular season. Q, we were speculating earlier about Gerald McCoy coming in and who ultimately the snaps come from. Uh, is it Quentin Jefferson? Is it Jonathan Hankins? Is it Cleveland Furl in the end, depending on uh, where they decide to line him up for the majority of his work? Uh, how do you think if Gerald McCoy is at all effective, it's going to affect the rotation for the Raiders? I just think that it's going to be a healthy rotation. Something that we've heard uh, Gus Bradley say many times is that they want to have lines. They want to have line one. They want to have line two. They want to have line three where they could just keep rotating guys in. So in the fourth quarter, when you're only up a couple points, four points, and you got to keep the Kansas City Chiefs out of the end zone, you can have a pass rush that's still fresh. You can have guys that are still healthy enough to get to the quarterback instead of allowing them to roam around and ultimately throw a touchdown pass to uh, Travis Kelsey to win the game. I mean, you want to have guys that can get there. And so I just think that he's part of the rotation, you know. And, and uh, you know, if it takes a few snaps away from, from Jefferson or Clee, like you mentioned, then so be it. I, I look at McCoy – knowing that he's older and been in the league for a while, I look at him as a guy who's going to help out. He may be able to provide, you know, three or four sacks in, in, in the season if he's healthy. You know, and apparently, according to all reports from yesterday, he, he, he looked great. He took his rehab very serious. But as Brady mentioned, that was a serious uh, injury, you know, a quad injury. That's big time. So, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those situations where he's got to, uh, you know, he, he's got to get in there and show that he, he's worth the, you know, worth the spot. But if he is, you know, it's just another part of the rotation, and they got to find the best guys to be part of that rotation, whether it's Solomon Thomas, Cleve Pearl, uh, you know, Quentin Jefferson, whoever it is, they've got to find those people, and they've got to get a guy in the middle, that defensive tackle position, that can provide something. Jonathan Hankins, you know, can provide something so a Patrick Mahomes can't just step up into the pocket anytime he wants to. 
you're on your way to Canton to uh, attend and cover the Hall of Fame uh, ceremonies. Tom Flores and Charles Woodson goes in. Uh, give us your opinions on both. I think both are obviously uh, deserved candidates. I would have put Flores in a lot sooner, uh, yeah. but he's in, and that's really all that matters, and he's uh, there to celebrate it, along with Charles Woodson. Uh, we've both been on Zooms and interviews with them, so break each down in terms of uh, their candidacy and, and, and why it's important they're in. You know, I'm excited for both guys. Charles Woodson was a no-brainer, and, and I, it's so it's crazy because when you talk about both those guys, and, and I always lead off with Charles Woodson was a no-brainer, first ballot Hall of Famer, it almost feels like he doesn't get as much attention as he should because it did take so long for Coach Flores to get in. And from everything I've been uh, talking to with different Hall of Fame voters like a Shereen Williams or a John McClain, uh, you know, they keep saying that what was really holding him back was the Seattle days, even though it really wasn't his fault. It was a terrible ran organization, you know, from the front office uh, down. He just wasn't ran right, and, and he was always held against them. And so I'm uh, glad to see that that has been lifted and that Coach Flores is going to get that opportunity because he's just – he was able to do so many things. I mean, we look at, you know, the world today and we talk about, you know, uh, a Latino coach. We talk about a quarterback. We talk about a guy who, you know, really worked his way from the ground up to where he was and to be able to lead the, the Raiders to a Super Bowl. I mean, it's just – it's so exciting to know that this this dude that really put in so much work with the organization throughout the course of his life, you know, is, is getting that opportunity to smell the roses before it's too late, before a, a snake situation happens or a Cliff Branch situation happens, which he's not even in the Hall of Fame, and he, and he should be, and hopefully at some point he will be. But, you know, you want these guys to understand what it means to be a Hall of Famer before uh, their family has to do it for them. And so I'm so glad that Coach Flores is getting that opportunity. He's going to be well celebrated this weekend. I can't wait to, to actually be you know, on the grounds there in Canton, Ohio, and just to, to be able to soak all that in. And, and then, as mentioned, man, Charles Woodson, uh, drafted by the Raiders, went off to Green Bay. And, and I know a lot of Raider fans don't like to hear this, but he grew up, man. He matured. He really became a leader. He became that dude when he was in Green Bay, returned to the silver and black, and was, was the guy that they needed at the time. They needed such a leader because they were desperate for a guy that had some, some know-how, you know, had some want to and could lead the young dudes in the right direction. I know they didn't win a ton of games when he returned the second time, but he gave them hope. He gave them, a, you know, a little bit of energy, and he gave Raider Nation uh, some fire and something to be excited about. And I'll never forget the two interceptions he had off of Peyton Manning uh, it's an open call scene. That was the one guy he had never intercepted that he said he wanted to intercept. And, you know, that they, they're joined at the hips going all the way back to college. And for him to get Peyton Manning twice in the same game, right around his birthday, that was his birthday gift to himself, I thought that was awesome. That's one of those memories of Seawood that I'll never forget. And uh, just so happy that both of them go in and, and rightfully deserve to get that, that bus in Canton, Ohio, that you can never, never take away. Q, what are you most excited about, just personally, about going to the Hall of Fame and, and being a part of the of the whole experience, even beyond the Raiders? Well, it's just, it's so unbelievable. I've been there once before when LaDainian Tomlinson and Jerry Jones were inducted. Kurt Warner was part of that. I mean, it, it, and it's just, you don't realize how much greatness you're around until you're around it. You know, I mean, you just really don't. All the players that have played football, all the guys that have gotten paid to play football, and then just to know that you're in that small fraternity hanging around with all these great athletes that were always at the top of their game that have gold jackets. It's just it's unbelievable. And the one thing I'll say that I hate from a media standpoint is we're so busy running around all weekend long and just trying to, you know, get audio here and try to get sound bites here that we don't really get to walk through the, the hall and just soak it in. But, man, uh, I always encourage fans, if you have one trip that you can make, make it to the Pro Football Hall of Fame and just soak it all in. Uh, take your time with the hall. We go through it 
doesn't matter if it's a 49er, a Cowboy, Steelers, whatever. I mean, there's just so many great players in Shrine, and there's stories behind each and every one of them. I'll tell you right now, I'm a sucker for the speeches. I always, there's always a speech or two that all of a sudden my eyes get a little watery and I look over at the wife and I'm like, no, it's my allergies. I'm having a bad <laughs> allergic reaction right now. She's like, no, you're definitely crying. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's emotional, man. These guys who, who we always kind of look up to and say, man, I, I really respect the way that this dude plays the game. Uh, you know, they kind of humble themselves and tell their backstory and where they came from and shout out their family and it, it becomes an emotional event, man. So the Hall of Fame is, is where it's at. So I'm so excited. Can't wait to land in Canton and, and get this weekend started. Yeah, and beyond Flores and Woodson, I know you'll really enjoy their speech. So I'm actually looking forward to Manning. Manning in his post careers, we all know whether yeah. it's SNL, whether it's uh, you know the commercials, he just brought such a different mode that maybe if you hadn't kept up with him or known more about him, you would have been shocked maybe in his post career. Now you see him and how you know self-effacing he can be and how humorous he can be. Uh, beyond the two Raiders, I would think you also want to hear him because I think he'll bring some things in that speech that will be pretty funny. And here's the thing about him, one of the greatest ever, he has no problem making fun of himself the other day q he says well it took seven hours to do my bus because of my forehead and they had a lot they had to use a lot of clay and i i i love how he's come off in his post career because i don't know if you a lot of people knew that about him when they just watched him play football all those years right exactly you start to see the the human side the personality of Peyton manning there's a reason why many networks are trying to fight to get him on their broadcast just because he brings that and he does i mean he can make fun of himself and, and we're in the business where we talk every day and we like to, you know, really uh, think that we, we exactly know what we're talking about all the time and that we're at the top of our game. But sometimes it's, it's okay to laugh at yourself and kind of, you know, not take yourself too seriously. And that's what you can respect when it comes sure. to Peyton Manning. As talented as he was, as great of a quarterback as he was, to be able to just humble himself, make fun of himself, laugh at himself. You know, he's done the Saturday Night Live stuff. I mean, that's, that's all great. He's going to be on the Monday Night Football, uh, you know, the dual broadcast that they're going to have this year. That should be interesting. I'll pay attention to that a little bit. You know, I just... I just think that it, he's a he's a fun dude, you know, and, and it's nice to see guys be able to have fun post playing, you know, and 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 that kind of keeps them away from saying, oh, you know, I think I might have a year left or two years left, you know, it kind of gives them something else to do and, and where they don't need the you know the the rush of playing the game, and so I, I, I like what Peyton Manning brings to the table. And I'll say this: the only the only downfall for this weekend is that all the speeches are going to be limited to six minutes because there's so many. They're inducting uh, two classes, including the Centennial class, that if they didn't limit up to six minutes, and ultimately the cut cutoff time is eight minutes, they'll start giving you the, the swan song music at eight. So uh, the, the basically you're out of there. Um, you know, that's the only downfall, but they, they have to because there's just so many guys going to be giving so many speeches. Well, I know it'll be a terrific time for you to travel safe. He's our new program director here at Lotus Broadcasting, also 2 to 4 on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, host of Locked On Raiders Podcast. Follow him on Twitter at YourBoyQ254. Travel safe, Q. We'll see you when you get back. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Take care, Q. Yeah. Uh, that'd be cool to see. Six minutes. Boy, Adam, there's no way Jerry Jones had a six-minute limit. I, well, I wonder when he talked how long it was. The shadow commissioner can do whatever he wants. <laughs> He does run the league. All right, uh, another giveaway. This is a cool one now. You like Summer League, NBA Summer League, August 8th through 17th at Thomas & Mack Center in Cox Pavilion. We have a package of four tickets. Four tickets to the games on August 14th. It's the Summer League of the NBA at Thomas & Mack and Cox Pavilion. All the teams are there, 75 games, but you're going to get four tickets to the games on August 14th. Caller 8 at 702-364-1100. Caller 8 right now for NBA Summer League. 
Candies, chonies. Eh, nobody cares about that. It's not a big deal. Guys. It is a massive deal. How do you not understand this? Hundreds of corporations have been hacked in the last few years, and no one gave it. Name one. Equifax. Candies, chonies. Name another. Target. Candies, chonies. Name another one. PlayStation. Name one more. Yahoo. Another. Marriott. One more. eBay, Uber, Anthem, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Home Depot, Facebook. God damn it. Candies, chonies. Fine, get UPS, it. Chase Bank, Tumblr, LinkedIn. People don't care about privacy. What they care about is a good story. All right. Uh, we may be... Do we have Adam? Oh, no. Okay. We're- we're, no, 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 no. We're good. We're good. It's just that I I was just looking inside my chonies, and I wasn't seeing what I expected to see. Um, but that's okay. Does I fixed this happen it often? Well, there's got to be numbers in there. I have no idea what you're about to ask. Uh, Jared, unfortunately, more often than you know. Um, okay. <laughs> inside, inside Candy's chonies today is, well... We don't usually go this big, Whoa. but we're going big inside right. Candy's Chonies today. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar, uh, what we do here is we're going to give Ed some numbers. Ed I, is going to try to guess what the number I is. I will guess wrong. <laughs> with some increasingly helpful context. Um, I'm going to warn you, number one is going to be very difficult. It's going to be very difficult, but it's very important to the future of the show. Okay, your first number is one hundred thirteen thousand eight hundred thirty-seven. One hundred thirteen thousand eight hundred thirty-seven. You usually give like an outwardly clue that's no, still we hard, normally miss it, and which I you... normally miss. But is there any kind of clue? Is that your blood pressure this week? <laughs> uh, that is a fair guess, Jared. Um, this number represents two different sporting events. One. That happened in Las Vegas, and one that happened in Los Angeles. Uh, there's no one chance. is a Major League Baseball game. Okay. One is a soccer match. Uh, the the number, the number of times Bischoff was had things thrown at him because I think he went to a baseball game in San Diego, right? Or you said Las Vegas. Well, I, I'm okay. way off here. I'm not even close on her. No, no, you're days. actually a lot closer than you think. Uh, the total attendance at the CONCACAF Gold Cup final at Allegiant Stadium was 61,114. Where Bischoff was. The total attendance at last night's Dodgers-Astros oh. game was 52,327. Where Bischoff now, was. don't go do the math immediately because... Um, I took two off. I took a couple off. Do you know why? Because 113,837 is the number of suspects in Tyler Bischoff's disappearance. (laughs) And we want to buy a smoothie for every damn one of them. Oh, my God. (laughs) If it was the girlfriend, it's the perfect crime because there are too many suspects. Absolutely. She might might be the leading suspect. (laughs) And notice, Jared, that I did not pull the girlfriend out because I thought to myself, if... She brought if he brought that kind of negative attention on them as either a U.S. soccer fan or as an Astros fan, she might just do it herself. Halfway, yeah. halfway at halftime at the Gold Cup, she comes back wearing a Mexico jersey. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm tired, man. 
Uh, Sitting with the Soto family. Those are yes, yes. Until the USA scored, and then Cassie changed her own jersey. Um, exactly. Wow, that is a that, that was a great number. We know he was at both events. We don't know. Well, we know he's we know he was at baseball. We believe because soccer came first. But the whether or not he emerged from baseball, we're still not sure. You know, he's been very. Here's the other thing about him. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to check this real quick for you, Adam Candy, because you might be onto something here. Uh, let's see here. His last tweet. Yeah. Wow. His last tweet was August 1st. And this nut job is on Twitter like 24-7 with the weird horses and all the other craziness. I, We're kind of making fun of this. But Bischoff might have been like abducted. And he really, this I might will have say he did yesterday respond to a tweet about Dodger dogs. And the only reason oh. I know that is because... Based on his previous behavior as your guys' producer, I have to keep him on notifications. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm well, worried. if yes, you have I'm the information adult in the relationship, hmm. if you have information <laughs> about the potential disappearance of Tyler Bischoff, and you would not be incriminating yourself, please let us know. Yes, we want to know, know uh, if it, if he's safe. Okay. Well, all right. We don't care if he's safe. We just need to know who's filling in next week. <laughs> Let's go to that's true. Yeah, please. I, I like to be able to set my schedule at <laughs> exactly, least a little bit in advance. Exactly. So, uh, thank, didn't know thank you, you were very much. A promotion. <laughs> Apparently so. Like I said, I was not at either event. Don't look at me. Uh, okay. All right. Your next number comes from baseball. Okay. The number is one forty-three. Cody Bellinger's batting average. It is the batting average. Of someone who has played this year for the Los Angeles Dodgers. So so it's not Cody Bellinger? <laughs> it is not Cody Bellinger. Um it's not it's not Pool uh, is it? Walker Bueller? That is the batting average for former Los Angeles Dodger, Kybert Ruiz, oh, who has now moved no, on yeah. to the Washington Nationals. No Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer had his first start as a Dodger last night. Yeah. He goes seven innings. The Dodgers win the game. Um, my question to you, Ed, is all of the excitement of Max Scherzer going to soothe watching Kyber Ruiz tear up the National League for 10 years in Washington? Uh, if it means a ring, yes. Um, I, I, I'm I fine with Max Scherzer, and I'm fine with the deal. Try to win now. That's what the, I said about the Padres like last week. You and I were talking on the show. It was like, you try to win now if you have a shot. If you have a chance, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the Dodgers. It was forever since they won one, since 88. It took them all those years as much money as they spend. And, it, you know, they go and buy people, and it still took that long. So if Scherzer means the difference, then I'll take it any day of the week. I thought he was okay. You know, he struck out 10. I thought he pitched really well. Of course, it, thank God they had somewhat of a lead because Weird Jansen comes in and gives up another bomb, that guy. Um, although, did you see the – I want to ask, did you see the home run Jansen gave up? Because I give Jansen a really hard time. But, man, that was high heat. He had to go up and get that. It was almost more impressive with the hit than Jansen giving up another home run. It's not like he grooved it. It was kind of high fastball, and that guy went and got it. I was like, man, that was pretty impressive. I actually did not see that one, uh, but I'm not surprised to hear it because you know fastball is down a yeah. little bit. So. Yeah. Um, so I'll take the Scherzer trade. I thought he pitched well, ten strikeouts, and um, I was thinking about this, Adam. I think I know the answer, but if they're let's say everyone's rested, I mean to the point of these two are available, they play the Padres in a one-off in the wild card at Dodger Stadium to pitch Bueller or Jan or uh, Scherzer. Oh, I think you have to throw Max Scherzer out there. I do too. They made the deal yeah. for him. They made the deal. Yeah, I mean, the guy. Ha I mean, look, 
Not that Walker Bueller hasn't proved himself. No, he's but great. What, what we here's what we know about Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer might give up some solo homers. He might give up the little bits. You know as well as any Dodger fan. For every five really, really great Walker Bueller starts you get, behind oh, yeah. the curtain, there's always that one dud waiting. Yes. And I would rather have the certainty of Scherzer. I agree with you. 100%. That's my number. 100%. All right. Here we go. 100%. All right. All right. I just have uh, Jared, you're not allowed to weigh in on this because I used this number yesterday, but I just want to test Ed's history knowledge here. Okay. The number is $2 an hour. Okay, two dollars oh, an hour. It comes from nineteen seventy four, and it comes from San Diego. Two dollars an hour, San Diego, nineteen seventy four. The wage for uh, working uh-huh. at Qualcomm, st- uh, well, Jack Murphy Stadium back then, selling hot dogs. Well, it was not selling hot dogs. That is, I just Very wanted close. to test your knowledge of the San Diego chicken. Uh, oh. That is the um, that is the amount that the first person who ever wore the San Diego chicken costume was paid to promote the radio station before the chicken became an icon. Was that Ted as well? Has he always been the chicken? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah. it was it forever? So I didn't know if there was like a, yeah. a first chicken and then Ted Jones like took it over. And no, we, it's it's Ted. It's and, Ted. And we learned that two dollars an hour. During that time, is almost eleven dollars an now? hour now. So that he was making more than minimum wage. Wow! Well, you put on that. I'm suit. the only one excited about that. Ah, don't feel too bad for him. It's always seventy three and sunny in San Diego. Great stuff there from Adam. When we come back, great stuff from you know who. Jr. Starkus is on deck. Ready for the weekend? Let's find out what's on tap. We can provide you with a wine tasting tour of Tuscany. We cannot change why you drink. It's Thirsty Thursday with J.R. Starkus. Who needs a drink? Haven't talked to this nut job in a while. Key account executive, Southern Glazed Wine Spirits in Nevada, brought to you by Liquor World. It's J.R. Starkus. Follow on Twitter at J.R. Starkus. Also Instagram, J.R. Makes Drinks. How are you? I'm good. Your favorite nut job, at least, though, right? Yeah. yeah d- well, d- top ten. Would you text me last night? You're texting me some weirdness about. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Jans- Jansen, Jansen comes in and agree. you ask why you, we keep pitching him. I, I have no idea. I have no idea why. That because happens. he's on my fantasy team and yeah. I don't need saves apparently. I, I don't. I don't understand with all of the arms that t- that team has and continues to collect for some reason. Like they still put him in the game and 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 you know, granted he did get the save, but I mean. It is ugly every single time. I mean, and as a professional hitter, you know, when you have a cut fastball and you know that's coming 90% of the time, I don't, I can't bode well for, you know, your, your save percentage when you think, okay, this guy's got a 90 mile per hour cutter that's probably past its prime. Um, and it's not 94 anymore. It's more like 91, 92, which is basically what seems like, um, you know, batting practice for a pro hitter. And then they, and then, you know, he has to have the curveball that he works in that, that, moves things off it just doesn't make sense to me that you can sit on a pitch and and get yourself in trouble and he did i thought i thought for sure they were going to blow it yesterday and i was like oh my gosh if they blow this lead against the astros at home it's going to be ugly i I wouldn't want to be a fan or especially an astros fan especially tyler in an astros jersey in that in that stadium if the astros came back and won that game that made it better uh adam and i am i too close to the situation and are we not giving jansen credit or is he as bad as uh we're making him out to be I think when you've seen a pitcher like Kenley Jansen be at the level that he was at and you watch this version of him now, you have to ask yourself how the Dodgers can keep throwing him out there in big situations because 
it's not like the Dodgers have, uh, you know, they don't have leeway. They, they need to be able to close these games out. Yeah, I just, yeah, just uh, I, I got the text from you last night. I knew it was coming too. Well, thank God, Scherzer he had a seven-three lead when he went out. And they have nine starters in the rotation basically now, I or something like that. You know, they could. I feel like they could just be like, "Hey, uh, I know you're typically a starter. We're going to pay you an obscene amount of money, but this week you're working out of the bullpen." <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get you into the rotation next week, Kershaw. You know, yeah. or whatever, right? I mean, it just seems like with the abstract way that a lot of coaches and managers seem to be thinking this way, like the shift and putting in a opener and, um, you know, you know, putting just rearranging kind of lineups and stuff into these oddball, non-conventional ways of baseball. You'd think that this would work its way into the scheme of things, right? When they're, when they're like, all right, Hey, listen, I got nine quality starters and uh, I, I can only use maybe five of them. So I'm going to put four of them in the bullpen this week. And then next week they'll get their, their starts. Have you been watching any of the Olympics baseball? No, I mean, it's, it seems to be on at weird times or unfindable, and um, I'm a lazy channel surfer, um, so I'm not very good at searching these things out. I, I don't know, can you even get it on TV, or was it only on, on the computer app or something? I was uh, kind of asking you so that you would tell me. Well, here's <laughs> oh. the thing, and I'll ask Adam this. Uh, Adam, have you... My kid talked me into last night. He went and got my credit card to get the Peacock app on the TV to watch USA Men's Basketball. It's one of those things you say, oh, it's only four ninety five a month, but I never cancel them because I just forget about it. Adam, have you been watching things on Peacock? Like, I watched the game last night. I'm like, I don't know if I'm coming back to this to watch track and field 10 hours a day. No. No, I haven't. Because I'm just mad at NBC for doing this in yes. the first place. Like, yes. it's hard enough to find the games. Yeah. This is like, I always thought it was terrible with the NHL when it was on NBC that you had to be like, oh, the game's on CNBC tonight? Yes. Yes. Okay. And this is even worse. It is. You have no idea where anything is. It's uh, We've seen it on Twitter where people are uh, very, very upset. Well, JR, you're here, buddy. I don't know what's, what. Tell us, you're actually going to make like a healthy cocktail this week? That's no fun. But what are you going to do? Well, yeah, so, you know, um, August 8th is National CBD Day, and, you know, CBD uh, has been kind of taking the world by storm, uh, consumable beverages, topicals, creams, gummies, um, you know, uh, drops, all kinds of different methods of CBD that have been taking over. Now, I don't mean CBD. A lot of people combine or confuse CBD with, like, marijuana and THC, and they're completely separate. Um, CBD is actually derived from hemp. And so it makes it kind of, it, it's something that it, when you consume it, it's not going to get you high. It, you're not going to feel like, um, you're not going to feel like a tingling or hungry or any of the things that you would think of that maybe come with marijuana or THC. Um, this CBD is, is basically a, a health and wellness uh, derivative of the hemp plant that people are now infusing into different things like gummies or drops or topicals. I mean, I've seen, I know you've seen creams and stuff like that that say they're CBD infused or enhance the CBD. Um, and so it's really more of a, of a, what's the word to put it? Like a, a natural wellness kind of way of doing things. So we are seeing a lot of now beverages that have CBD in them. Um, and the one that I wanted to kind of focus on today was a brand that we carry called Center, C-E-N-T-R. Um, I really like the center beverages. I've been drinking uh, the CBD. I drink one a day. Um, it's 30 milligrams of CBD. And like I said, they're not, they're not something that, you know, that you, you feel better, right? It's just general health, but you don't. It's not like you take it and you're like, oh, my skin's tingling or, wow, I feel like I have extra energy or it's kind of just a natural, uh, a natural bit. 
And so as people are looking to feel better and there's a heavy emphasis now on um, quote unquote better drinking, which is more about, you know, moderation, low alcohol or no alcohol beverages, oh. things that you can, <laughs> yeah, things that you can, you can drink, um, you know, repeatedly or with like less calories or things that seemingly have um, better brain functionality or they're better for you. Oh. I wanted to do, I, I wanted to do a drink with center, a non-alcoholic drink. Now, Jared, you can you can you can take this drink and you can add any booze that you so choose to it. Uh, it would work. Just when I tell you what the drink is, it would work well with bourbon. It would work well with tequila. It would work with vodka or gin. Um, you know, so you can choose kind of your favorite spirit to put in this. Should you should okay. you so desire? Okay. But Thank this you. is a this is a, yes, you're very welcome. But this is a non-alcoholic version for the better for you kind of style cocktail, and it's very very easy to do. Um, all I did was take some fresh raspberries and blackberries, right? Uh, kind of these brain foods that are are good for you. Um, and 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 honestly, the fruit doesn't matter. You can use any fruit that you like. You can use mint and watermelon. You can use blackberries and raspberries, like I did. You can use pineapple or cantaloupe, whatever you so desire. It will work in this drink. Um, so, but I use blackberries and raspberries, and you don't even need to muddle them because when you shake the drink, the ice will do all the work for you. Five blackberry, or excuse me, five raspberries, two or three blackberries, um, an ounce of lemon sour, so just equal parts of lemon juice and simple syrup. And if you choose not to use simple syrup and you'd rather use like agave nectar or another sweetening agent, you can certainly do that. Uh, mix those two items together in a shaker, add ice, and shake them, right? When you shake it with the ice, the uh, blackberries and raspberries will kind of uh, break up, which is what we're looking for. Then we just add about four ounces of the center. Uh, beverage. Now you can add. There's there's a, a sugar-free one that to me tastes like club soda, basically with a hint of citrus or lemon. And then there's their. I don't know if I want to call it. I guess the best way to describe it is their original or their regular. It's the black can, and the black can has uh, 40 calories per can and it has a touch of sugar in it. And that one tastes more like Seven Up to me. Um, and that only has 40 calories in the whole can. So I would choose that one because I like that lemon-lime kind of flavor. We top off our mix of blackberries, raspberries, lemon sour with a little bit of the, the center, uh, about four ounces of it, and then pour all of the ingredients into your, your glass, whatever that may be, a large rocks glass, double old-fashioned tall glass, something like that. It's got to have enough volume to make room for the liquids plus the, the fruits and the ice. We're using the same ice in the final beverage as we are in the shake pour everything together, um, and then you just garnish it. I garnished mine with a couple lemon wheels, and then I used um, some CBD gummies as, as the garnish, and they're really quite flavorful and delicious. Um, what I've discovered about CBD is, you know, um, unlike other things where you can overdo it, um, with CBD, your body, like a vitamin, if you overdo it with CBD, your body will just kind of extract it through urine. Um, so you don't, you're not worried about like, there's not going to, you're not going to overdose on CBD. You're more just wasting it if you drink too much, uh, because your body can only, um, can only handle so much. Um, but I don't know exactly what that number is every day, but, uh, for me, one can a day, which is about the, it's a soda, it's 12 ounces. One can a day does the job and I, I feel fantastic. So this is just an easy way for you to take that same thing and make a healthy and very refreshing beverage out of it. Should you so desire add an ounce and a half of your favorite vodka, gin, rum, tequila, bourbon, or whatever to it, 
and now you got a really great alcoholic cocktail as well. That certainly will be refreshing. Well, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I may try the I may try the more emboldened version, but uh, Jr. I wanted to ask you this question. I've been listening to this podcast, and this, a guy on it drinks Fernet Bronco, Bronco yes. every time, and he describes it as tasting like coffee juice or coffin juice. Is that <laughs> so, is there anything that I just like? Why would you make that as an alcohol if that's how it tastes? And why would yeah. someone be like, "This is good"? So for Fernet is the category, Bronca is the family name. Um, so Fernet as a category is a category of uh, Italian liqueurs that are uh, quite bitter in their essence. And they are usually, the bitterness is offset with sweeteners or sugar of some sort. Um, but Fernet Bronca is probably the most prominent Fernet on the market. Um, and it is quite bitter. But it also has quite a bit of sweetness to offset that bitterness. Um, it is known as uh, most of the Fernet family. They're part of an Amaro or a Mari family, which um, is is part of like a, a family of, of bitter liqueurs to help you digest or to even help stimulate the appetite. But a lot of the time, the Amari are used after dinner to help you digest. After a big meal, Thanksgiving would be like a great indicator or Christmas or something like that. Um, a lot of people who know it will take a shot of a Fernet, and in about 15 to 20 minutes, you'll be really surprised how better, how much better you feel. You know how sometimes you eat too much, you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm so stuffed, I cannot even move. You take a shot of Fernet, and when I say take a shot, I don't mean literally you have to shoot it, but you sip on it. Uh, you could shoot it if you so desire, get it over with, but, um, but you, you will feel great. A lot of people also take it like to, to help with hangovers. Um, and to help with hiccups, all these different kinds of things they'll, they'll use for net to help with it. But it is a very, very popular digestive. He's our guy, brought to you by Liquor World. It's JR Starkus. Follow him on Twitter at JR Starkus. Instagram F3. at JR Makes Drinks. Southern Glazers Wine Spirits in Nevada. He's our extreme mixologist. You will have this up on JR Makes Drinks? Yes, sir, I will. Shortly, I will. Awesome, buddy. Take care of yourself. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, guys. Talk there he is, JR Starkus. All right, uh, here we go. More Lavelle Crawford tickets for the Comedy Club, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, and Last Comic Standing. You know him well uh, at the Comedy Works at the Plaza. We've got two more tickets, 364-1100, 364-1100, if you want tickets to Lavelle Crawford for this Saturday. Caller number five, back after this. Well, to normally what I do is I get, I'll get two venti. I go to you know, Starbucks and get two venti of the pipe with two shots in them. So black eye in both. That's what I come in with. That's how I start the day. So, Dan Campbell, the Lions coach, talking about his Starbucks order every day. Could you, what, what would that do to you, Adam, if you got two venti of the Pike? What the, look, I'm a Frappuccino guy. What is Pike? Like regular coffee? What does that mean? I'm assuming it was made on a mountain. What does that mean? Fra- you're, you're a Frappuccino guy. Yeah. I feel like that has that has wild potential. Where can we go with that? Uh, <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. What, what, what is a Frappuccino guy Adam, as opposed uh, to a Dan Campbell? A- Adam, you want to be impressed? Get, hold on one second. Ed, give us your Starbucks order. Grande Java Chip Frappuccino, pump, uh, pump of peppermint, extra Java Chips blended with uh, extra drizzle. Oh, so you have dessert. Yes, yes. Yep. I have dessert at 7 in the morning. Yes, you're right. That's extra the way chips but and extra drizzle. D- Dan Campbell yesterday with the two Venti Pikes. I mean, talk about flying off the walls. Now, let us give you this one, Adam, because this also appears to be Dan Campbell talking about his Starbucks drink. 
normally what I do is I get two venti, I go to Starbucks, I get, you know, I get two venti of the pike, and then I get two shots in them. So that's black eye in both. And then what I do is I take the kneecaps of an opposing team's player and cross genetically engineered espresso beans between his kneecaps. And finally, I top it all off with triple whipped cream and liquid hydrogen. Oh, Caliendo doing him. Well, now that we know this lunatic is two venties of whatever Pike is, no wonder he's biting people. I, I, I'm surprised he's not biting everyone out there, Adam, with that kind of juice. First of all, I think I would be awake for four days. Yes. Uh, I think yes. like there's no chance I would sleep. <laughs> By the third day, I'd be having like visions of unicorns and all sorts of weird <laughs> crap. Like There's no way I'd be able to function as a human being uh, in any sort of normal way. Now, the second thing that would happen, and, you know, can we all just be real with each other here? Um, I might be locked away in a certain room of the house for quite a long time. Oh, absolutely. Oh, if you had those two venties? If you if you if you threw four shots of espresso and eighty yeah. ounces of coffee at me first thing in the morning, yeah. You, uh, let's let's just say the acoustics on this broadcast can be fantastic. Yes. That that would be that would be difficult. Yes, um, I totally agree with you. Uh, they locked me away from a lot of other reasons, but I they would have thrown me away for that to, for that too. Um, Go ahead, Ed. I All was right. going to say, like, is this why he'll answer every question just like an insane person because he's so amped up? They're like, it, what do you think of lions? I love lions. I, I wish I had a pet lion. Well, I'd put he, it on a chain. It doesn't appear that he made sense until now. Like, we just thought he was completely crazy, but now he kind of has an out to say, no, I drink like a truckload of caffeine every morning, and this is why I'm this way. Like, before, I'm like, this guy's just... He's a nut job with the I bite people's knees and all stuff. But now Adam, I'm like, hey, maybe he's really normal. Who should cut out the caffeine? Well, here's the thing. What I appreciate the most about Dan Campbell is hashtag content because what we have not had out of a Lions head coach in far too long is entertainment. Yes, right. Like if I have to watch a team be this bad. And they, they are one of only 32 teams. Eventually, I'm going to run into them, right? Like, they're going to play the Giants. They're going to play the Raiders. They're going to play some game I have a betting interest in. Like, I'm going to have to eventually deal Thanksgiving. with whatever the Lions are. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Yes, my God, of course, Thanksgiving. So if I have to deal with that, at least make it fun. And Dan Campbell is guaranteed to make this fun. Right. Even if we're laughing at him, even if we're laughing with him, I don't care. He's entertainment in a way that Matt Patricia and his angry little pencil yeah. could never come up with. Yeah, that weirdo with the well, pencil. Did you guys ever see the uh, there's an animated gif of Jim Caldwell where they just like they kept changing his hat like to a birthday party to New Year's <laughs> and his face just doesn't change. The, the face yeah, never changes. Just, it just seems just yeah. like, uh oh. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like he, he constantly like. Just stone-faced. It's Him, delightful. weird pencil guy. They just haven't had much. Well, they've always they've stunk for so long. They haven't had any kind of personality. So I'm all for this guy. I mean, it'd be it'd be, I mean, you know, cool in some days and maybe not others to cover him like on a daily beat or something like that. He'd he'd certainly give you a content uh, writing columns with this kind of craziness. So I'd much rather cover a guy like this than like someone like Patricia. You're like, what a dry sap with the pencil. They genuinely went, all right, we need to get someone with personality. All right, we'll get we'll get Dan Campbell and trade for Jared Goff. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, this is the first time uh, we've never gotten a request for our quarterbacks <laughs> yes. because nobody wants to talk to He usually talks on guy. Wednesdays, but not this year. Who, uh, Adam, who gets uh, the uh, award for, well, 
most bizarre quote yesterday. I think I know which way you're going here. Either Dan Campbell and his caffeine or did you see what Joe Judge, the Giants coach, said after that brawl two days ago where he became the high school coach and all of a sudden they were running burpees and like 100-yard sprints, which was a little weird? Joe Judge the next day. I'm not going to lie. It turned me out a little seeing the guys are that passionate. Eh, what do you think? Speaking <laughs> of angry little pencils. Um, oh, God. I, uh, I, that I, was I, weird. I really don't know what to do with a head coach who makes his team run penalty gassers yeah. and then talks about getting turned on by watching his entire roster piling onto his starting quarterback. Like, I don't really know if that's if that's leadership in a in a traditional Giants sense. I, I like even Tom Coughlin, who was his own brand of crazy with the discipline. Yes. Like, I think even Tom Coughlin would look at that and go, Ugh. I'm not. Then again, I don't know. What do you think turns on Tom Coughlin? Like old History Channel marathons yeah. about submarines? Yeah, like weird World War II like documentaries and like you know uh, airplanes and like storming beaches and kind of weirdness like that. Um, I complete. I'm completely on board with you. In fact, if I'm a player, I might be calling my uh, player rep or NFLPA and saying this nut job has us running burpees. He thinks we're juniors in high school. Doesn't matter if we fought or not. He already had a guy retire on him. Joe Looney signed like a week ago from the Cowboys and was like, ah, I'm good. Yes, yes, because he went out to his first practice like, why are we doing up-downs? <laughs> like, why are we running 100-yard sprints with this guy? Uh, Adam, we appreciate it, buddy. I know you're on with Doug tomorrow. Uh, I'll see you on Monday, and uh, definitely appreciate you sitting in. You might be here forever because we have really no idea if Bischoff is alive. Talk to you tomorrow.